Praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't we clap our hands to the Lord one more time and just thank him for the opportunity to be in his presence this morning. Man, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 11. And uh, I know we've lost an hour sleep today and, and we had the time change. How many dread that spring forward time change every year? I know I do. And I made sure I had my <laughs> cup of coffee ready to go. But how many knows if you'll get to church, the Holy Ghost will help wake you up and we're going to be just fine. We're going to have a great Sunday and it's good to be in the house of God today. Why don't you look at your neighbor and tell him it's good to be in the house even when it's an hour early. Amen. Amen. We do want to continue to pray for um, Pastor. He's flying back and uh, Sister French is having to go get him from the airport and he is supposed to be back for service tonight. How many have missed your pastor? I've missed him. I'm glad he's going to be back tonight. And from what I hear, everything went well. And I thank God for uh, a pastor that will travel and go preach the truth no matter where he goes. And I'm thankful that God opens those doors to help use our church around the whole world. Aren't, don't you want to impact the entire world? We love our city and we want to impact our city. But I thank God that we have a ministry that can reach out and change people all over the world. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 11, if you're there, can you say amen? It says this, put on the whole armor of God. Can you say the armor? That ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 13, if you could, would you read this out loud with me? It says, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts. Can you say the darts? The fiery darts of the wicked. I want to teach to you this morning on this subject, targets. Targets. Why don't you look at your neighbor and shake their hand, give them a high five, whatever you do, and tell them, you're a target. Come on, tell them, you're a target. Amen. Would you pray with me before we get into this Bible study? Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray you'd be with us today. I pray you'd anoint our ears to hear, Lord, anoint your word. Let it go forth in this place. We give you all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you clap your hands to the Lord and as you're seated and just give him praise? Amen. Now, I do apologize. Our slides uh, got a little messed up today. We're not going to have slides for you to follow along with. So there won't be any pictures today, but if you have your Bibles, it's a good day to have your Bible, take some notes, and, and be ready to get into the Word of God. Sergeant Daniel Malm was a soldier fighting in Afghanistan in the year of 2011. And during battle, Daniel explained that he was shot in the ribs and fell to his knees. Daniel said, 
The first shot sent me to my knees, and the second shot sent me to the ground. I thought to myself, why am I not dead right now? Until I remembered that I was wearing body armor. Daniel would have died that day were he not prepared and armored properly. The sergeant requested to receive the enhanced small arms protective insert plate that when he was recovering from his broken ribs. And it's really a cool story because it says five years later, the military reunited him with that insert that saved his life. And there's actually a picture of it. It's really cool. There's, there's two bullet shots in it, and it's amazing that he survived that. But the army gave him the piece of armor that saved his life. Daniel was wearing armor that day because as a soldier, can you say a soldier, he knew that he would be attacked just because of who he was. He was a soldier of the United States of America, and that made him a threat to the enemies of this great country. Aren't you thankful for your country? And aren't you thankful for the people that fight for our country? And he was a target of the enemy because of what he fought for. And he knew that because of what I'm fighting for and the people that I'm fighting for, I am going to be a target because so he was armored properly. Ladies and gentlemen, you must understand that we are soldiers in the army of God. You pose a threat to the kingdom of hell. Hell cannot stand the children of God. Acts 1 and 8 says, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Aren't you thankful for the Holy Ghost? And when an individual receives the Holy Ghost and is born of the water and the spirit, that person instantaneously becomes a new creature in Christ and an adversary of the devil. Can you say this with me? You are a target. You are a target because of who you're fighting for. Satan does not want to lose his dominion over you, so he immediately begins a counterattack to reclaim that person. But the good news is that God has provided you with excellent body armor. He has provided you with excellent body armor, and if you'll just put it on, if you'll put it on, it will save you from any attack Satan can think of. Aren't you thankful that Satan doesn't have any power over the children of God? I mean, Satan can't make you do anything. Satan can't, Satan can't get away with the things. Sometimes we give Satan way too much credit than he deserves, way more credit than he deserves. Because when you're a child of God, there is a protective armor that you can put on that'll help us because you will be attacked because you are a target. The second that you were filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name, there was a target that was marked on you. But aren't you thankful that we serve a God that's able to protect us? We serve a God that's able to save us and prepare us for battle. In the Gospel of John, we 
read of the infamous story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. And this great miracle is recorded in chapter 11 of John. However, the part of the story not often mentioned is found in chapter 12. Look with me in John chapter 12 and verse 9. It says, much people of the Jews, therefore, knew that he was there. Can you say Lazarus? And they came not for Jesus' sake only, but they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death, because that by reason of him, many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. Satan hates anyone who directs people towards Jesus. He hates soul winners. The devil hates soul winners. You must understand that every breath that Lazarus took was a testimony of what God did for him. Every step he took was a witness to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. Lazarus was a walking target because he was a walking miracle. He was a, a, a walking miracle. Every breath that he took reminded hell of the power of Jesus Christ. Everything he did bothered hell because the Jews would look at Lazarus and, and the Bible says that many believed and followed Jesus because Lazarus was raised from the dead. And so it is the same for us in this building today that we were all dead in sin, but now we are born again. We have a second chance at life, and Jesus has raised us up. Aren't you thankful that Jesus saved us? And because of that testimony, we are targeted by the enemy, but we cannot be destroyed because God has given us the proper armor. My testimony may upset hell, but heaven is fighting for me. Heaven is fighting for me. God is on our side, and we fight for the winning team. Aren't you glad that you're on the winning side today? You're on the winning side of the battle. And I can hear God saying to this generation, Lazarus, come forth. Because that's all he had to say for that life to be lifted up. And God is going to use this church and is using this church to see revival in these last days. God is calling sinners home. So Ephesians 6 and 16, now if you read with me in the book of Ephesians, I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. And uh, it's worded very similarly, but if you're reading along with me in your Bible, if it's worded just a little bit different, it's because I'm reading from the New King James Version in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16, it says, Ye shall be able to quench all, can you say all, all the fiery darts of the wicked. Did you know that Satan likes to play darts? Satan likes to play darts. He loves it. He's looking for a bullseye 
at the start of every day and the end of every night. He's always looking for a way to get you. He's just like that. He loves to play darts, and he loves that the children of God are his targets. And he will aim towards us, but unfortunately for him, his darts are rendered useless to the army of God. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I'm a soldier. I'm a soldier. We're going to look at six targets that our enemy will focus on when we go into spiritual battle. And if you look into scripture, you'll find that God has given us divine protection and armor, all found in the word of God. So quickly, we're going to look at this and dive into the book of Ephesians and look with me. The first target is the truth. Can you say the truth? From the beginning of time, there has been an attack on the truth. Because the truth is powerful. The Bible says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. There's something very powerful that happens when we walk into these building with these saints of God because we all share one thing in common, and that is that we know the truth, and we know who Jesus is. And that's why miracles can happen in here. That's why, that's why a lot of times you'll see that happen in the house of God. It's not that God can't move out on the street just like he moves in here. How many knows God is just as powerful outside these walls as he is inside these walls? The difference is when we come inside these walls, the Bible says that where two or three are gathered together, there's something about a group of people that know the truth, that it sets you free. There is so much freedom when you walk into this place. Today, when Brother Ryan preaches, I'm sure he's going to give an altar call, and there's going to people that come to this altar and how many believe they could get the Holy Ghost today the reason they can do that is because there is freedom and there is liberty in this house never take for granted the amazing opportunity of what it means to know the truth why don't you clap your hands if you're thankful for the truth I thank God that I know the truth John 14 and 6 says Jesus saith unto him I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And at the beginning of time, the serpent deceived mankind by twisting the truth. In the Garden of Eden, brothers and sisters, when you stand for the truth, there is a target that is placed on you. When you stand for holiness and righteousness, there is a target that is placed on you. But scripture says to put on the belt of truth. Ephesians 6 and 14, it says, stand therefore having girded your waist with the truth. The belt of truth is the first piece of armor because it's what it's what holds everything else together. Without the belt of truth, everything falls apart. There's a reason that the belt of truth was put on first because if you don't have the truth, if you don't have the word of God, then nothing else is going to matter. 
And I'm thankful to be in the truth today. There are people all over the world, in churches all over America today, and they're there for the right reasons. They're just looking for the truth. They're just searching for the light. And if we'll be the people of God and reach out and tell them the truth in love and not anger, never tell the truth in anger, never spread the truth with anger in your mind or in your heart, but if you'll get love in your heart and begin to spread the truth, they're going to find the way. Your lost loved ones are going to find the way because you put on the belt of truth. Number two is your heart. Satan will target the heart of man. Psalms 1 and 19 and 11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You're always going to fall into sin if you don't have the truth in your heart. You'll never be able to stand for this just because your pastor preaches it. I'm going to say that again. You will not be able to stand for the truth just because it's preached from this pulpit. You have to get it into your heart. He said, I'll hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalm 51 and 10 says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. The psalmist David was a man after God's own heart. The enemy will always attack the heart of man. Because God is in the heart-changing business. God won't just change you on the outside. God can change you on the inside. A lot of us in here, you'll see today that we've been changed on the outside. We've been, there's a visible appearance of the holiness of God. But the reason that you see that on the outside is because we've been changed on the inside. Can I get a witness in the house? You can see it out here because we've been changed in here. God can soften the hardest of hearts. And that's why Paul wrote to the church of Ephesus saying in Ephesians 6 and verse 14, put on the breastplate of righteousness. God has provided armor to protect our hearts from the fiery darts of the wicked. He's going to come against your heart. He's going to come against the things that you're trying to stand for and the holiness that you've been standing for. But brothers and sisters, just put on the breastplate of righteousness. Just continue to walk in righteousness. And the fiery darts of the wicked will not be able to, to penetrate your heart, to penetrate your mind. Number three, the third target is your feet. The enemy will target your feet. If someone aims towards your feet, they have one goal, to trip you. They are looking for a way to trip you. They want you to fall. Satan wants you to fall so badly that he will get desperate and start aiming towards your feet. 
He'll try any way that he can to trip you up and make you fall. But Romans 10 and 15 says, And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, I like this right here. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Aren't you glad that you know about good things? The gospel is the good news. We've got it. And it's beautiful, the feet of man that walk and tell the truth. In Psalms 37 and 31, it says the law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. So Paul penned to put on the shoes of peace. Ephesians 6 and 15. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I'm telling you, if you've got the gospel, if you'll proclaim the gospel and you, if you'll put feet, feet to your faith, God is going to give you a protection called the shoes of peace. And if you'll just put it on, your steps don't have to slide. You don't have to fall every time the enemy attacks you. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house right now. You don't have to fall every time Satan comes against you. You can stand even when he aims towards your feet. Aren't you thankful that when you fell, that God helped you get right back up again? Could you wave your hand as a testimony? I think every one of us in here, we've fallen every once in a while because Satan aimed his darts towards our feet. But God helped us to get back up again. And our feet are beautiful, proclaiming the gospel of peace everywhere that we go. Amen. Number four, can you say number four? Is your faith. The enemy will target your faith. Doubt can destroy faith. Even as I'm speaking, hell is trying to convince some that God is not fighting for you right now. Even as I lift my voice, the devil is trying to put doubt into the hearts of the children of God. Without faith, you are defenseless in battle. Without faith, you don't have the protection that you need to fight against the enemies of God because your faith is your shield. The shield of faith is our trust in the promises of Jesus. How many have ever had a promise from God? And Focusing on that promise and God's faithfulness can block accusations and doubts and temptations that attack us. Do you know how many children of God I have seen fall just because of false accusations? The enemy will use false accusation. He will use things to put doubt in your heart he'll put temptations that will attack you but Ephesians 6 and 16 says above all taking the shield of faith which with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one 
If you try to go into battle without faith, you're open to everything that the enemy tries to throw at you. But if you'll put on the shield of faith, the Bible says that no matter what he throws at you, the fiery darts of the wicked will not be able to penetrate the shield of faith. Why don't you just clap your hands to the Lord? I feel faith in this house. The fifth target is your mind. Satan is the king of mind games. He will fight with intimidation alone. He will use intimidation to try and scare the children of God when he doesn't even have what he claims to have. Fear can be birthed in the mind alone. There is something tragic about a child of God that lives in fear. And I've seen it before on multiple occasions how children of God can live in fear, not even because of what's actually happening around them, but because of what they have created in their own mind. Because the enemy is the king of mind games. He loves to come against your thoughts. He loves to come against your emotions. As a youth pastor, one of the most common things that I'll be approached with uh, when they come to me and Sister Rachel for counsel is they'll come up and tell us 90% of the time the battle is against their mind. Brother Nathan, Sister Rachel, my, my mind, I can't think straight. I don't, I don't have any peace in my mind. Or, or, or this is what I hear a lot. I don't even feel worthy to pray in the altar. Because I feel like what I've done is so wrong that I'm not worthy to praise God anymore. Do you know how often I hear that? Because the enemy has been coming against their mind. How many knows that none of us were worthy, but God made us worthy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. We all have a right to praise God. Why don't we lift up our hands and praise him right now? It's your right to praise God. You have a right to praise him because you're a soldier. You're fighting for him. And because you've chosen to fight for him, you have a right to praise God. And I'll tell him, sis, brother, you go up to that altar and you rebuke Satan in Jesus' name and you lift up your hands. You dance more than you've ever danced. You shout more than you've ever shouted. Sing louder than you've ever sung. But make sure when you go into house today that you're wearing the armor of God and Satan will not be able to take you. Proverbs 23 and 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. We are what we think we are. If you think you're defeated, then that's exactly what you will be. If you think you're unworthy, then it will affect what you do on the outside 
as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. But if God has given us the armor for our mind, shouldn't we be able to lift up our hands and say, if the Bible, if the word of God says that I am worthy because worthy is the lamb, then I think I am worthy. If God tells me so, then that's what I think. Ephesians 6 and 17, and take the helmet of salvation. We are not defined by our enemy. We are who God says we are. I'm going to say that again. You are not who the enemy says you are. You are who God says you are. God says we're called out. God says we're a peculiar people that we are a chosen generation God says that we are his children and in Jesus name I pray that Satan wouldn't be allowed entrance into our minds today why because we have a helmet called salvation and because we've been saved he can't play mind games with us anymore the devil loves to sneak into your mind he loves to get into your thoughts and your thinking. I've heard it time and time again. I can't get control of my thoughts, Brother Nathan. I can't get control of my mind. That's because you haven't put on the helmet of salvation. You have to put on the helmet that reminds you that I've been saved by the blood of Jesus. And because I'm wearing that, nothing can change my mind. Number six. And my last point is the word of God. The word of God will always be a target. How many knows that the enemy hates the word of God? He hates it. The Bible says that Jesus just said, let there be light. And there was light. He put the stars in the sky. He didn't even have to organize them. He just said, let there be stars. And whoosh, there are trillions of stars in the galaxy. And the Bible says that God knows every single one of them by their name. The Bible also says that God knows the number of hairs that are on our head. If he knows the details like that, how much more does he know what we're going through? How much more does he understand that, that we need help? That, and he told us, you have armor. I'm going to help you. If I know the number of stars, you better believe I know how many are sitting on the pews at Aptab this morning. He knows everything. And that's the power of the word of God. If God can speak into our situation, the voice of God has always created from the beginning of time. And when you allow the word of God into your heart, it begins to create something. That's why if the, the enemy has been attacking your heart, you have to pray, create in me a clean heart. Maybe I wasn't born with a clean heart. Maybe I didn't always have a clean heart. But if, God, if the word of God can speak into my body, I can create a clean heart within me. The word of God will always be a target. False doctrine. Are you ready for this? 
False doctrine is a bullseye in Satan's dartboard. He loves false doctrine. Because when, when people get up and begin to proclaim that something is the truth that is not in the word of God, it can deceive the minds and the hearts of people that are actually looking for salvation. But Ephesians 6 and 17 says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. God has given us the sword of the spirit to go into battle. Spiritual blindness will disqualify you from God's army. Going into battle without the word of God is like fighting blind. Because Psalm 119 verse 105 says thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Without the word, you're fighting in the dark. Without the word of God, you're going into battle without the lamp. And I close with this. The first five pieces of armor are all defensive. The belt, the breastplate, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, and the helmet of salvation were all divinely designed to protect us. But the sixth piece of armor shifts us in the spirit realm. It takes us to a new dimension because it moves us from defense to offense. Now, I don't know that much about sports, but... I know that you can't just win a game with defense. You have to have a good offense too. And when you have the armor of God, but you don't use the word of God, you're just playing defense. You have no offensive line to say, not only can we be protected, but we can also fight. Aren't you glad that you have the ability to fight in the army of God today? Stand with me. I'm coming to a close. Now, the sword of the spirit is the only piece of the armor of God that is not designed to defend. It's designed to attack. It's designed for you to fight. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to sit still while the army of God fights this battle, I'm going to pull out my sword and I'm going to fight for what I believe because I am a soldier and it's love that I'm fighting for. I am a soldier in the army of God and I'm fighting for the things of God. I may be a target, but it's because of who I fight for. I may have things that come against my life that try to attack me, but you have to understand that the reason that the lions were roaring was because Daniel was doing something right. It, listen, the enemy would like you to think that every time you are attacked, that it's because of something that you've done wrong. 
I come against it in the name of Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean you've done something wrong. It means that the enemy is afraid of you. The enemy is threatened by you. You are a threat to the kingdom of hell. But if you'll, what we do sometimes in that situation is we begin to take the defense. We, we put on the belt of truth and the helmet of salvation. God can defend us from all of that. But there's a point in your relationship with God where you have to be willing to say in the name of Jesus Christ I rebuke Satan right now when you say in the name of Jesus you're using the word of God that's what the word of God tells you to do it says to do everything in his name when you begin to pray in the name of Jesus when you begin to sing about the name of Jesus when you begin to shout in the name of Jesus when you pray for the sick in the name of Jesus you're no longer fighting defense but you've pulled out the sword of the spirit and now you've begun to attack you begin to cut down strongholds and break chains in Jesus name I close with this scripture Matthew 16 and verse 18 and I say also unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it if you have a Bible with you could you grab it and hold it up right now we're going to close with prayer before we transition into the next portion of our service. But would you just hold it up as high as you can? And would you tell the enemy, this is my sword. Come on, say it one more time. This is my sword. Would you lift up your voice right now as we transition in the next portion of this service? Come on, would you just begin to pray, praise the Lord right now? Would you begin to speak in the name of Jesus? If you've got the Holy Ghost, go ahead and speak in tongues. And, and we're going to decide right now. Lord, before we go any farther into this service, I'm going to pull out my sword. Because I thank God for the armor of God. I thank God for the defense. But the sword is also a piece of that armor. It's going to help us to fight for our families. I wonder if we could pray for our lost loved ones right now. Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, I know that there are people that aren't living for God right now right now but we believe that they're going to we believe you're going to call them home we say it in the name of Jesus Christ by faith if you believe that would you clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise aren't you thankful for the armor of God that he's given us a protection amen